0: Welcome to the Social Currency Podcast with digital marketing experts Jess Jensen and Tuck Ross. With a combined three decades of experience, they'll share thoughts on marketing digital strategy and social media to get you current quick. Looking to understand Google Analytics or how to optimize CPC? You're in the wrong place. This podcast drives discussion on digital and social strategy and their fundamental role in building your business strategy. In 30 minutes a week, we'll arm you with key talking points to speak with authority and confidence. Now, let's build
1: your social currency.
2: Hey, tech.
1: Hey, Jess. Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Social Currency. Really appreciate you guys listening in. Today, we're really going to get started and talk about why should I care about social media?
2: And really, all of digital marketing. There's so much there, Right.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good point because, you know, while, while we're so focused on social um, at, the, at the primary, at the core of what we're talking about, it really goes back to the larger view of digital marketing, digital media as a whole, and how the consumer is really so um, mobile only in some cases, mobile first in many cases, and digital primary um, throughout most of their journey uh, in consideration or, or, or even thinking about primary awareness of a brand, a product, service, whatever it is.
2: Yep. And there's so many topics I know that we want to talk about. So I I think our, our hope with this episode was really to introduce a few of those at a high level. And then we may follow up with other episodes and go deeper on a couple of the big ones. But why don't we start off with just some of the vocabulary? So we hear a lot of words like platform and engagement and organic reach. Do you want to just sort of Define a couple of those words for our audience so that you know, no one feels like they have to ask the question they don't want to ask.
1: Yeah Why don't we want us quick hits here? Which which ones we should we start out with the feed?
2: Let's do it. So
1: so the feed, you know Facebook really came up with the concept of the feed Which is that that thing that you thumb scroll on your phone and go through everyone's updates Um, That wasn't a thing at the beginning If if you go way back to what they were doing and now it's really the primary view for Facebook Instagram Twitter Snapchat functions a little bit differently in that space, but LinkedIn as well, right? It's really about that primary news feed of content that um, is really user generated in most cases, um, that also now contains brand content. And I say now, uh, I mean, this has been years that it's like this, right? Um, but that is uh, the primary content portion of the platforms. And then from the feed, you can jump around and go different places within the, to go deeper or explore different areas. But, um, the feed is really the primary view of most of these channels.
2: Yep. And I know often the feed is called home in, in many cases. So those are analogous. Those are the same thing. Yep. Yeah. About, good call. So what about, um, engagement we hear that word engagement or someone's engaged what are they doing when they're engaged with content yeah
1: I think I think there's a couple different definitions of this you know I think at the most most specific level for especially the platforms that we're talking about in social right um, engagement is uh, is a KPI around likes shares, comments, any time that someone is spending time and involved um, either in a lean back or or lean forward way uh, with a piece of content or an item that has been shared by a user or a brand. Don't you think there's something around that? Um, Do you have a broader definition that you use?
2: Yeah, I I use a lot of those same words. I often will say an engagement is someone taking an action. They're physically taking Mm. an action. Yeah, that's good. And we, I mean, and I want to go down too granular of a path, but we uh, have worked with our agency, for example, to even delineate, you know, um, quality engagements versus not. So there's just so many ways to engage and to take an action on most of the social platforms that we try to focus most of our energy on driving quality or higher touch engagements like um, sharing and commenting.
1: Yeah. And I I know we can touch on this a little bit later too, but I think one of the most things, especially about social media and the way it's taken off in terms of the definition of engagement, like we're talking about, is it gives brands a much different way to think about how they present information to the consumer. Because previously, you know, for traditional media, um, it was a very either interruptive um, or or trying to get your attention or you have this impression view of uh, get a message out there and hope that someone is looking at it. Um, With engagement metrics, you really have the ability to tune in and see did someone watch fifty percent of your video? did someone click on something did they how how did they react to your point? What was the sentiment of that comment um, in a much different way that's so much deeper than we've been able to see before
2: yeah yeah and that's that's a good segue into the topic I know we we both think a lot about which is video, so video obviously is driving a lot of those engagements across all the platforms. Um, but of course there's the mothership, which is YouTube, uh, you know, that got the second largest uh, user base only behind Facebook, uh, on the web. So, so what are your thoughts on sort of video today versus what it might be a year or two from now?
1: Yeah. I mean, back up to content marketing as a whole, like this is such a big topic and a big piece of it now, um, especially in the last year is really around video and video should be part of your plan. And we're going to go into video a little bit deeper in in some future spots, but um, it is really a big deal. And Facebook is saying that about 75% of their total digital content um, consumed on platform will be video by the end of this year, that number alone is just is just phenomenal. When you think about consumers are walking around with video cameras in their pockets, right? And it seems silly to say, but people pick phones because of the camera, right? They want to yeah, do the true. selfies. They want to pic- picture their kids, whatever it is. And if you think about that, that's the way the consumers engage. That's the way brands need to deliver as well. And it really goes back to thinking about a video strategy as part of your content strategy, as part of a way to deliver your message to the consumer, which is why video is such a big deal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I also just think, again, we're all so busy and overwhelmed with things to absorb with content mm. that we're, we're inherently becoming more visual. And yeah. so I, I, I feel that a few years ago, that was the prominence of still imagery and even GIFs um, on a lot of these platforms. And now, again, with the technology being as good as it is having that, um, that access constantly with your phone video is really the new, um, preferred means to deliver information and to receive it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you touched on YouTube. I think uh, YouTube is such an interesting channel because it didn't really grow up in the traditional social media type of ways. Um, you know, I think one of the things we think about is, is, is four main channels for social Facebook, biggest one, Instagram, also owned by Facebook, which most people don't know, which uh, you know, is actually really interesting, um, especially since it has a little bit different mechanics to it, Twitter and LinkedIn. Why for you is, is YouTube not in this list?
2: Yeah, great question. And we've talked about this at multiple companies I've, I've worked for. So YouTube, by and large, for the, at least the brands I've worked at, um, has really been more a repository a really great place to store an archive video, organize it, and of course, utilize keywords and tagging so it serves it up through organic search across all the Google properties. But we aren't necessarily having back and forth conversations. We're not doing a lot of community management and um, trying to drive relationship um, in the same way that we are on those four major platforms that you mentioned before. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, uh, there's multiple businesses I've been at where you use YouTube as your CDN, right? Delivering the video to platform uh, because it's free versus using another service like a Brightcove or something like that. Um, And separately, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Um, It happens to be owned by Google, but that's because when people are looking for something, they want to go find it via video and they're going to do that, which you know, then goes back into the other comment that we just had about video taking over in general is that that is how people think now. That is how people are creating now. That is how people are searching. Video is really primary to social in general, and it's becoming more core because of, um, some of that lean back, which was really led by YouTube and, and how they grew up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we talked about video being this, this, um, preferred, Content type, and, and you mentioned earlier content marketing, and that's a whole discussion in and of itself. The word content uh, gets used in so many different ways, and it depends really on the context. Often, uh, what folks are referring to, but you know, when I think about content, definitely video is a part of that. Definitely, you know, copy, whether that's short form on social platforms or long form, like in a, a blog. Um, and then I also think about stuff like uh, our good old. The web, right? So there's uh, a large amount of work that goes into building and maintaining websites and of course the email marketing strategy that drives a lot of traffic to them. So how do you, at a high level, how do you think about connecting all those digital properties through some sort of content marketing strategy?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a big question, do, right? <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna solve that right here, but uh, there's there th- th- that's the challenge. It is an ecosystem. I think it's different for every brand, and you've seen this. We've we've seen this as we we've, we've come through the space. Is that um, you know there's really this 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 living breathing thing, and it's it's trying to find the consumer. And I think probably the biggest piece of this, besides the fact this is e- an ecosystem, that social is a part of this ecosystem, whether it's search, web, email marketing, influencers, blogs, whatever it is. um, It's really thinking about it, having to all work together, but that it doesn't all have to be owned. And I think that's the biggest evolution for a business to think of, because I mean, you think about this, like even five, even three years ago, businesses are trying to drive people to their website. Right. But mm-hmm. there's so much commerce happening on Instagram itself. There's so yeah. much commerce happening on Facebook itself and, and through Twitter and the connections that are being made there that owned platforms and the, the need to drive people to a space doesn't need to happen anymore because it can happen solely. On social, especially.
2: Yeah, and that reminds me of a story. Uh, so, our one of our agencies was in town uh, this week from New York, and I always love just hearing perspectives from, you know, different folks and who are touching different brands. And one of the one of the partners there, he and I were driving to dinner, and we were having this whole discussion about uh, this sounds so nerdy, but in the digital world uh, about retargeting, and you know how we have had this. Um, sort of bad taste in our mouth. Those red heels from Zappos, like, will not leave me alone. Everywhere I go, they're following me. Um, And he, he was actually, he had a great perspective. He was actually really positive about it. He said, you know, I'll tell you, as retargeting gets better and better and knows me and serves up stuff that I actually really like, it's almost like a personal shopper to the point where now, like, pretty much... Every you know bit of bedding and pair of shoes that are served up to me on Instagram, I, I flip through it. And I'd say half the time, I actually buy it because it's actually really up my alley. It is my style. It is my price point. It is a brand that I've bought before. And so he, he had this great optimistic view of, um, of retargeting as part of that ecosystem and how it can be actually really beneficial.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that because I love retargeting and, um, I'm a, I'm a super retargeting nerd, right. Uh, too. But I think, I think it goes back to that. You're capturing some intent there. Right. And, and as much as people hate to be followed around by it, the reason they convert is because the frequency of impression that comes from that trail, right? And and I think that's where it's, especially these spaces, and you look at where um, all the social platforms are going is that they hook into DMPs, they hook into trade desks, they're able to take in first party data. And the reason is, is that you can create the lookalike audience, the custom audience, um, whatever you need to do, and then retarget off of that. I mean, Facebook, you can even retarget off of someone that's just visited your profile. They don't even have to visit your site anymore to retarget. And that is where the power of these platforms comes into play because you're engaging a consumer where they are, not spending an inordinate amount of time to drive them to where you are. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, again, the power of what we can do here
2: yeah so you said a lot of really big words and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, ask you to define a few of those so let's talk about yeah. it. okay so so first of all retargeting it kind of is it sounds like what it is but Let's just define that one. So retargeting meaning actions that someone takes on the internet. It doesn't have to be a social property, um, whether they've done searches on Google, whether they've watched videos on YouTube, um, clicked on banner ads, certainly, and while they're you know reading an article on TechCrunch, all those actions um, uh, are then saved and tallied and organized. And of course, not for you personally, Tuck and Jess, but in a macro level. And then... Um, that uh, is sold to advertisers and brands who are able to then um, market their products and services um, back to you based on what they think you would be interested in. Anything else I missed on that?
1: Yeah, no, you're right on. And it's usually through a cookie, right? Um, More advanced tools uh, use different points of authentication, but their goal is basically to find you and, and resurface that message to you multiple times. And it's able to be done on a duration, less than a certain number of days. It can be day parted. It could be location. Mm. Uh, there's lots of options in terms of how you can service that message. But yeah, it's it's to go back to do exactly what you said.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. You also talked about DMPs. What is that?
1: Yeah, um, uh, uh, digital media platform or, or management platform. Um, different people say a few different things, but um, if you think about basically uh, uh, between that or a trade desks, uh, different ways to take in data, traffic data in and out, um, these are for companies that are getting more advanced in their view of thinking about how do I own and know my consumer better with the data that comes from all the things that we can see in these platforms now. And, uh, especially in the social platforms where we do get a lot more information, much beyond even what programmatic, um, campaigns can do like retargeting, um, these DMPs that can traffic the data back and forth between the trade desk. You can take your own audience of customers and put that in there as first party data and Mm -hmm. learn from that to go find the best customers in your file in the wild. And bring those as new potential clients into your base um, through the DMP. So it's, uh, it's really an ability for an advertising platform to take the data to the next level.
0: Okay.
2: So, so maybe one thing we could go deeper on um, is we talked about when we see ads on Instagram or, um, you know, we talked about retargeting, whether you're on a website or you're on a social platform or whatever. Um, so that's all in the realm of paid media, paid digital media. And so, let's talk for a minute about why you would even need to spend any money on uh, social media platforms where you can technically go in and create a page right now for free. Give me a sense for why you'd spend money there.
1: Yeah, is this is this the conversation about organic reach?
2: <laughs> yes, it is, Doug. <laughs>
1: Well, the reason I'm asking is because I think there's a lot of information out there um, that, that you know, everybody loves to create drama that organic reach is now zero, right? Everything's dying. This is dead. Organic reach is dead. And I think it's so dramatic, right? It's, it's all clickbait type of stuff. Um, and it really goes back to uh, the fact that, especially a platform like Facebook that is so big and so massive now, so many brands want to be there, they, there's only a certain amount of inventory that's available. And so, as the platform moves, um, Facebook, as it matures, wants to keep more people there for longer. And so, especially as you see the news around this year, um, they're making more efforts to create better engagement, um, using a term that we referenced earlier, for the consumer side, so that you and I, as individual users, going on there to view our friends. Things um, can spend more time there, and it's more fun. And we have the more ability to comment. We're going to see more of the the cat photos and you know graduation pics and whatever from our friends um, that we may not have seen with the changes in the algorithm they had previously. Uh, that said, as that expands out, that means there's less room for brand content, which means that the organic reach for brands is less. Um, so even if we go out there and make a page now, the opportunity for that page is much lesser than it used to be because they're expanding the pipe to fill with more consumer content. And, and it's, it's basically the pendulum switching the other way. Um, and so, uh, that's where it really comes back to having paid social media as part of your program, I think is so critical because you have to find the ability to poke into that space that Facebook is limiting now, um, and charging more for because there's less inventory available to be able to be in the space where a consumer's living.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's an important point because again, some of our listeners, uh, aren't doing this day in and day out. Most of them probably aren't. And I think there's still a perception, um, that social media is free and sure. and partly it's because you know, there was a time when it was again, you know, when it started and there weren't billion people on Facebook and, you know, half that on WeChat and almost a billion on Instagram. I mean, those numbers were, were, were nothing compared to what they are today. And so you didn't have the volume. You didn't have the clutter. uh, You didn't have the global reach. And so you could build a page, you could put a message out there and it would reach a lot of your followers or subscribers um, without a lot of money, but that's just not the case for brands today. So I definitely think the paid media components a huge piece um, of the strategy. I think the other piece that, you know, it's been going on for, again, seven, eight, nine years. Some may even say it's been going on since the 50s, back in the days of print ads. But this notion of influencer marketing, which, again, influencer marketing is another one of my least favorite words because it's thrown around so much and it can be interpreted in so many ways. But that is a huge tool outside of paid social media to reach your your end user, your audience. Because again, those are individuals and individuals are treated differently than uh, corporations and brands are. And so not only do you often have further reach than you would if you're a company, but there's the inherent and built-in authenticity of it coming from a, a person.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. And, and, and to your paid point, it's not that you're paying Facebook at that point, you're paying an individual because they have a better chance for organic reach through their audience because Facebook's favoring that, which is why, especially in 2018, 2019 going forward, um, influencers matter so much more. Uh, especially the authentic ones that that have built in audiences for specific reasons. Um, they're going to be the ones that have the best opportunity to share a lot of brands, a lot of products, a lot of services in a much different way. Um, and, and to your point in the 50s, called word of mouth, right? Even before that, like that's how marketing started in some ways, um, as an authentic influencer that creates a sale.
2: Yeah, totally. And and so, you, you know, maybe um, maybe one last topic that we can Kind of close on again. These are all ones that we could go deep on individual episodes, um, but the influencer discussion makes me think about this notion of of being an advocate or being an ambassador for a brand. And so, with with influencer marketing, certainly there is um, there is a, a monetization model. You are paying them to create the content in most cases, or you're at least seeding the product with them. Um, but I think another huge. Uh, a uh, group of advocates or ambassadors are the executives at companies. And so we get into this whole realm of, of thought leadership and how that doesn't just live on a stage at a conference anymore. Um, it lives on, on digital, it lives in social, um, it lives on YouTube. So I don't know, do you have any thoughts about how we, how we think about um, executives in the C-suite as another body of, of advocates for a company?
1: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, influencers, uh, is a broad term, but there's so many different types, right? And you've got executives of a company that have one lens and, um, and PR external communications is another lens. Employees are another lens uh, to that. And then you have the consumer influencers, which are the ones actually using and, um, and either trialing or, um, or, 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 heavily involved with products, even to the point of giving feedback for product development, because they know enough that they can share that. Right. But they're also giving feedback to the audience that's going to purchase their product. And so, um, again, influencers so much impact and, uh, and you have a lot of experience with this. So, um, I think it's, it's really important. Um, that that becomes part of the larger paid media strategy as well.
2: Yeah, I think one of the reasons that you and I both like this area so much is because there's so many pieces to the equation. You know, we, I mean, just in this last half an hour, we've covered the the quote platforms, right? The, the, the four large social media platforms, at least um, outside of China. But then there's also Weibo and WeChat, so there's six if you want to include the the full scope of the globe. And then you've got um, again content marketing across blogs, um, email marketing. Um, the influencer and executive kind of advocacy world. And you mentioned employees, it's a whole different discussion, right? Then, you know, we've had a lot of dialogue about this at some of the companies I've worked at, you know, how how do you arm employees Mm. to be advocates to feel comfortable on digital platforms saying the things they're most proud of Um, talking about products they're working on without spilling proprietary information, you know, but showing that positivity and pride in a company and again, there's almost nothing more authentic than hearing how great a brand, a product or a service is from the very employee that helped to create it. So I, I love that there's so many different pieces of the equation that you can sort of dial up and dial down and put budget against some and and you know, maybe each year it's a little bit different because it it's not simple. It's not linear. And um, but that's also what makes, yeah, it's part of why we're doing this. It's what makes digital marketing pretty complex. Um, it's a puzzle. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, going back to the original question, why should we care about social media?
2: Yeah. I, social media is, it's, it is the way that we connect to each other. And, um, you know, for better or worse, right there, my, my, my hope is that there will always still be a a face-to-face element of, of, you know, humanity and our relationships, um, because you can't replace that. But when it comes to, um, The access that most people around the world have to technology, you know, the speed at which the internet is moving, um, the amount of content now being created through things like this podcast, right? Like this, this wasn't even an an option a couple of years ago. Um, Social is kind of the it's like the foundation for how all those things connect. It's how all those things get shared, how all those things get commented on, how they pick up virality and become trends. Um, So it's, it's kind of the fabric now of how we communicate.
1: Yeah. No, it's, uh, I love that. And in some ways it's the new internet, right? Because that's where people access the most. I actually just recall the stat that, um, was recent that people check their phone over 150 times a day, 150 mm. times a day. And what does that average out to like, I don't know. I'm terrible at math. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> times per minute. A lot. Um, a lot per minute. Um, that that alone they're not going in there to you know always go do something that is a a productivity thing right it's like you gotta escape you go to facebook or instagram or twitter or go check your linkedin because you need to check on this right and um and it's so interesting to see the dynamic change around social media and that's why brands should care about it because people are spending so much time there, right? And brands want to be where the people are. Brands want to be in this space where people are spending so much time. They're not spending a bunch of time looking at billboards. Even if they're driving a car now, they're looking at their phone. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's where you have to think about social media, as part of your paid plan, as part of your content, as part of your culture, right? Whether it's employees or otherwise, uh, in, in terms of executives, and it's really um, this 360 holistic view of how your business can communicate with all of its customers, clients, and, um, and, and stakeholders.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we've covered a lot and we're going to come back to a lot of these topics in in future episodes. So hopefully, for those of you listening, we have uh, improved your social currency this week. Uh, and as always, we'd love to hear any comments, questions, topics you want us to cover. Um, we look forward to getting your input.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jess.
2: Yep. Good talking to you, Tuck. All right. Talk soon. See
1: ya. You just listened to
0: Social Currency, a podcast with Tuck Ross and Jess Jensen. Like what you hear? Subscribe to Social Currency in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Have a question for the show? Want to ask about a specific topic? Email us at info at If we include it in an upcoming episode, we will send you something awesome. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to check out the full show notes with all the links that we referenced at socialcurrencyshow.com.